Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the PQI podcast. This week, we sit down with Nora Hansen, Janine Brodeur, and Tara Newsom to discuss the role of the Oncology Pharmacy Technician, the Oncology Pharmacy Technician Association, and the value in its new oral oncology certification for technicians. These ladies are all-star oncology pharmacy technicians and have so much experience to share. All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for joining us on the PQI podcast. To start out, will you all please introduce yourselves and tell us a little about who you are? And we will start with Nora today. Hi, my name is Nora Hansen. I'm a certified oncology pharmacy technician and a patient benefit rep at Illinois Cancer Specialists in the Chicago area. And I am also a regional leader for ENCODA. All right, thank you, Nora. And now Janine. Hi, I'm Janine Brodeur and I am a certified oncology pharmacy technician at Cancer Care Associates for Research and Excellence, otherwise known as C-Care in the Fresno, California area. Thank you, Janine and Taryn. Yes, my name is Taryn Newsom, and I am the um, Opta Coordinator here at Dakota. Thank you, Taryn. And where are you located? I am located in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, awesome. So we, we have everyone spread out throughout the whole country, I think, almost covered here. So very good. Um, so oncology pharmacy technician roles can be so varied. And I would love to hear a little about each of your practices, Nora and Janine, and what your roles look like there. So Nora, let's start with you, and will you tell us what your role encompasses at your practice? Hi, well, our practice, we have seven doctors, two NPs, we we have radiation, PET scan, we, we kind of have a little of everything here. Um, I am in charge of prior authorizations and financial assistance. I also, until probably a year and a half ago, did all of the mixing for the for the um, fusion area. So they've taken that off my plate, which is lovely. And um, it's a busy place. It's a busy place. And I would say you're a busy lady. That um, mi- mixing plus everything else is a lot so it is it was a lot so now I'm, I'm not mixing anymore so I still I do help out in the um in the pharmacy we have a an outpatient pharmacy and I donate about well not donate but I I help out in there about an hour a day just to do some of the the paperwork and etc in there but it's busy a lot going on. Yes, yes. And then Janine, what does your role look like? Well, I am currently um, in the in-office dispensary. I'm the lead um, technician here. I um, support in our clinic um, 10 medical oncologists. Uh, We also have three radiation oncologists. Um, we have a full radiation suite, we have four nurse practitioners, two breast surgeons, and one gynonc oncology doctor um, that is part-time with uh, full-time um, 
nurse practitioner um, in the clinic every day. Um, so we are very, very busy. Um, I support, um, you know, processing the day-to-day -day prescriptions, um, working very closely with those physicians, making sure that we're getting those prescriptions to them in a timely manner, manner helping secure, um, you know, if the patient has copay assistance, making sure our financial counselor is working on that, work closely with our um, full-time person that does prior authorizations. Um, I also do a lot of work with my manager um, for our ACHC accreditation, making sure we are up to date with what we need to be doing, um, as well as um, wholesale price negotiations on our generic drugs with our various um, wholesalers that we have. So, uh, uh, and selling prescriptions day-to-day, -day, seeing those patients um, and helping them with their medication refills. Wonderful. So you are very busy as well. I think it's safe to say, and we'll hear later about certification, but we, we have the all-star technician team here today. So it's very exciting. And then Taryn, will you please tell us about your role with ENCODA and included in that, maybe give an overview of OPTA, the Oncology Pharmacy Technician Association, and what it offers pharmacy technicians. Yes, of course. Thank you, Ginger. So I am the Oncology Pharmacy Technician Association, um, also, known, also known as OPTA Coordinator. Um, and OPTA really provides a platform for all of us oncology pharmacy technicians to collaborate with one another. Um, we're also really good at problem solving. Um, we like to come together um, and, and figure out situations where we can help patients get their medication, whether it's through um, financial assistance or patient assistance programs. Um, really good at coming together and, and really fighting for the patient and making sure they get their medications um, in a timely manner, like Janine had mentioned. Um, we love comparing and contrasting our roles. We all work in very different settings, um, but we all have a same common goal, like I said, and that's treating the cancer patient. Um, and really, OPTA is a platform for us to advocate for our role um, and to advance the value of the oncology pharmacy technician within all practices. Thank you, Taryn. And then where did you come from prior to ENCODA? And will you talk a little about how you got involved with us? Yes. So I was actually a medical assistant for Virginia Cancer Institute for quite some time, I would say 10 years. Um, and then they incorporated a full retail pharmacy. Um, and I was asked to work in the pharmacy. Um, and it was um, as soon as I started working the pharmacy, I knew I was where I needed to be. Um, I had no outside pharmacy experience. So when I discovered ENCODA and OPTA, um, I really gravitated to um, the association um, because I was able to talk with other pharmacy technicians that were experiencing the, the same thing that I was. Um, and again, talking to pharmacy technicians with different roles, but being able to apply some of their experience and some of their process and procedures into my daily role really helped me um, with the patients that we were um, helping and really kind of defined my role as a pharmacy technician. And it became more of a job 
it, it, excuse me, it became more of a passion than a job um, for me. And the relationships that I created with the Optum members um, are extremely important to me. And I, I talk with them daily. Um, they're, they're a big part of Opta. Um, Opta really is a pharmacy technician association ran by oncology pharmacy technicians. And um, I can't do anything without their support. Thank you, Taryn. Wonderful. So, so much goodness there. And I love that you were such a big part of Opta and then jo joined the staff. So one of the big initiatives that Opta has added in the last year is an oral oncology certification for pharmacy technicians. So Nora and Janine, you two were the first certified technicians. Congratulations. Uh, I know it was very exciting to see you two up at the up on the stage at Fall Summit. But what does this mean to you to be the, the first two certified technicians? So I was very proud. I think this is the culmination of um, 30 years of being involved in oncology, both in hospital and in clinic. And, you know, I never really had anything to show for all of my skills. So I think it's um, it made me very proud to know that I took the test and, and I could pass it after all that time. And um, I think it's, I think it's so important because I think, you know, the better trained we are, the better care we can give our patients and, you know, the better our practices become too. So um, I think it's great. I, I was very happy that Opta decided to offer this. This was really a wonderful experience. Yes, I love it. I love what you said about the better care that you're offering. So you're you're elevating patient care and elevating, you know, the quality of your practice. I think that's wonderful. And then Janine, how about you? I was uh, super excited um, at the opportunity to take the exam um, after hearing about it for quite a while. Um, it was a, again, it was very a proud moment. And it was a confirmation of of uh, my skills and uh, an accomplishment that I was furthering my my knowledge, my education, um, and kind of an affirmation is this is what I love to do. I get to do what I love every day, um, and we're pushing that that knowledge and that role um, as certified pharmacy technicians and certified oncology pharmacy technicians as our roles are growing by leaps and bounds in in office dispensaries in the oncology world and I feel like it shows my dedication to not just oncology but my practice and my patients that they give that extra level of they are assured that you know I do understand the very complex world of oncology that we deal with. And um, I feel like it helps me better support um, my providers. Yes, for sure. I, I love that too. And so I know you've both talked about how the certification um, benefited you or, or why you were glad to get it, but how can it benefit other oncology technicians? And then how could it benefit employers as well and who, whoever would like to take this one? 
Well, I think that it shows our employers that we we are dedicated, we are knowledgeable in our field of expertise in helping assist our providers with the additional knowledge that we have um, shows our ability that we are willing to go the extra mile for not only our providers, but our patients. Um, and that we understand and respect how vital these oral oncolytics are in our patients' treatment and their lives and getting it to them um, the right medications to the right patients in a timely manner. As pharmacy technicians, we we are able to say, I am an expert in my field and I I do really understand these medications that I'm working with. Their their medications are so different than anything I experienced in a retail setting. So um it does come at a greater um, knowledge base to have have this background and, and this knowledge base that ENCODE has provided us to study for and to um, hone our skills in specifically in oral oncology. Yes, for sure. And then Nora or Taryn, do you have anything to add? I I agree with everything Janine said. And I think it really shows our employers that we are more well-rounded and we are um, better able to help the, the practice and better able to help the patients because we, we do have this background and now there's a label for it. Before it was just like, oh, you know, ask Nora, she'll know. And now it's, well, I know because I have this, you know, I, I studied for this and I, I do have this credential. So I think it would be another rung on the ladder and it would be maybe another incentive um, for compensation, you know, that another way for a technician to move up, you know, move vertically instead of just horizontally, you know, until now, a lot of technician positions are, you know, you're a technician and you get paid the same as the guy who started, you know, 30 days ago or, you know, even with your 30 years experience, it's, yes. it's nice to have a, you know, a vertical ladder to, to strive for. And then Taryn, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I, I think Janine and Nora really hit it on the head when they said, you know, the certification, it really displays your dedication to the profession um, and verifies that you're qualified and well-trained um, to help care for patients um, on oral oncolytics. And it also proves to your practice and your pharmacy and your pharmacy staff um, that you're a valuable contributor um, and that you are committed to your profession, your professional development and um, continued learning opportunities. Um, and that's really our goal for the certification is really to you know, advance the role of the pharmacy technician and also so that we can be highly well-trained to care for patients um, on these oral oncolytic medications. So they, they both hit it on the head. Great, thank you. Yes, I think you're also right in advancing the role needs to definitely be at the forefront and continue. I mean, the pharmacies would not run without the pharmacy technicians and you provide vital, vital care to patients. 
So now for details of the certification. So who should apply? Um, what does the test cover? What about prep for the test? And then finally, where can people find all the additional information and details they may need? Yes, thank you. Okay, so qualifications for enrollment for the oncology pharmacy technician certification. So if you are a uh, CPHT or nationally certified pharmacy technician practicing in an oncology pharmacy setting, for a minimum of 12 months, which is a year, you can apply for the certification. Um, if you are not a nationally certified pharmacy technician, um, you must be practicing in an oncology pharmacy setting for a minimum of 24 months, um, which is two years. Um, and another good question we've seen a lot is, um, do you have to be an ENCODA or opt a member to take the certification. And no, you don't, but we are highly suggesting that you do become an opt-in and CODA member um, so that you can have access to the plethora of resources that we have for pharmacy technicians. So it's, it's highly, highly encouraged. And so the exam is divided into four domains. Um, and the first domain um, is core oncology pharmacy setting, excuse me, the first domain is core oncology pharmacy training. The second domain is clinical oncology skills and patient management. The third domain covers oncology pharmacy billing. And then the fourth domain is oral oncolytics. Um, and we have a content outline um, that gives details on each of these domains um, with a section of uh, a knowledge of section of each of which of each area of the exam where you need to focus your, um, focus your study on. Um, and we do have a couple um, resources for study material. The first one, like I mentioned, the content outline, I believe is gonna be your main source of studying for this exam. Um, it provides, like I said, a detailed description of the domain um, and each knowledge of section that you'll need to really focus your study on. Um, and the content outline does also give a percentage of each, of each section of the weight of the exam. So that's where I would first start. Um, the other additional resource we have is an active learner study guide um, where we actually pulled it directly from the content outline. Um, and it is kind of an interactive guide where we have included hyperlinks um, to each of those knowledge of sections. So for example, if you wanna learn more about a CBC, we've um, attached a hyperlink that goes directly to a website that can give you more information on the different values of a CBC with the reference ranges and what um, is encompasses a CBC. Um, the Active Learner Study Guide also has um, example questions on each bottom of the um, exam, um, of the, excuse me, of the study guide that is very similar to how the question styles are um, in the certification. So that is, those are the two main resources um, that we have right now. Um, I'd love to um, continue building out the program um, and for future goals is to provide, to provide some CE modules. So hopefully that'll be in the future. Um, and I think, you know, there's another resource that we haven't really talked about and that's ENCODA Connect. Um, there is an OPTA community and I'm, I'm 
open to starting like a study group for those technicians who want to maybe get together and study or share a resource that they've found um, that might help them. So that's another resource we haven't really talked about, but I'd love to, um, if anybody's interested, starting um, a study group on ENCODE Connect would be kind of cool. And you can find all of the information on the ENCODA website. We have an OPTA tab um, where you can click the link and it'll give you more details on the requirements and um, enrollments um, and what to expect and, um, and where to apply. And I'm always, always um, open and welcome to answering any questions via email um, or text. So I'm, I'm happy to help anyone who's interested in the certification. And Nora and Janine, what are other hot topics for you at your respective practices? For us right now, we are really battling um, specialty pharmacies, their mandates and carve-outs for in-office dispensaries, um, trying to get keep capture those and keep those medications in in-house so that we can get them to our patients faster and quicker. Um, than these big box pharmacies, especially with the limited distribution drugs, um, as well as really these Medicare Part D copayments and them being so high, and how is that new Medicare, um, you know, prescription plan initiative that's coming out, how that's that rollout's going to look um, to try and see how best we can help our patients with these these oral oncolytics cough. I agree. That is, it's a continued uphill battle against the specialty pharmacies and trying to, trying to secure foundation funding for patients so that we can fill them in our office and give them the better, better support for our patients and, you know, better care for our patients. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. We're just, I feel like I'm, we're fighting every day uh, with a new, you know, no, you can't fill this, it has to go here. But wait a minute, I can fill all their supportive drugs. So if I can fill all their supportive drugs, why are you carving out this oral oncolytic that has to go to mail order? So it's frustrating. It is. Yes, I think when you know that you, can do such a good job and that you have access to the patient record and can, you know, instant access to their physician, it makes it really hard to see them go out the door, unfortunately, especially when, when you know you can provide the best care for that patient. And then this podcast is called the PQI Podcast to bring awareness to ENCODA's positive quality intervention resource. So in anyone, anyone who would like to take this, but may, maybe not Taryn, but either of the ads, what value do you see in this resource? I, I think anytime we can standardize um, practices, I think it works out better, you know, better for everyone. You know, you can, it's easier to train other people in your practice if you're, everyone's doing the same thing the same way. And, um, you know, it's easier to have quality, quality measures that we can quantify if everyone's doing things the same way as well. So I think PQIs are very important. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. 
There you go. I love it. And then Janine, did you have anything to add? No, I think that that is, you know, ENCODA's done an outstanding job at, at, you know, bringing awareness at standardization and supporting those in-office dispensaries when it comes to oral oncolytics. Um, and we, we as an in-office dispensary need that support and um, need that uh, backing or that um, su support that, you know, you guys give us on behalf of the patients, you guys know that we can do it um, better, faster than any other mail order. And by helping us with, with standardization, it's going to better support not just our practice, but our patients and their therapy management. Wonderful. Thank you. And then I have one final fun question for each of you. So I will ask it and then wh whoever comes up with their answer first can answer. Um, but if you could have dinner with anyone living or in history, it's a two-part question, who oh. would it be? And then what would you have on your menu? So what would you have for dinner too? Well, I'll go first. And so I would like to have dinner and with both of my children. I haven't had Aww. dinner with both of them at a table in quite some time. My oldest is in college and uh, the little one, um, he's a teenager. So I'm sure you all know what that means, but I'd love to just have dinner with both of them. And we all love Japanese food. So it's just going to be probably a sushi buffet is where we, I would love to go. But um, just to have the two of them together at a table with just us three would be, would be really fun to have. That sounds amazing. Su sushi with the boys. I sushi love with the boys. <laughs> That would not be my family's choice. Only only one. If I was choosing to eat dinner with my three children, uh, my boys would always pick Mexican and my daughter would always pick Asian. <laughs> you, you need to find um, a Mexi-Asian restaurant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, as far as anyone famous living or dead, I, I guess I... It doesn't really matter to me. I think what, you know, like Taryn said, what's important, most important to me is my family. And uh, I, there's a few dear ones in my family that I miss so very much. Um, you know, I, I would love to have dinner with my grandmother again and be able to uh, tell her about where I'm at now in life and how I got here and for her to meet her last great grandson she didn't get to. Whoa. And and just share that 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 experience as to what I'm doing um, since she's been gone and how I I am in oncology now. Um, I think she would be um, very proud of me. I agree that I don't know her, but I can agree she would be very proud of you. I I love that choice too. Thank you. I do too. That is lovely. And. Um, I do love my family, but I do have two grown children who are still living at home with me. So <laughs> I get more family dinners than 
maybe I thought I would be at this age, but um, I, um, it's going to sound weird. I think uh, Dr. Banting, who invented insulin. So my son is diabetic and I always wondered like, how did he come up with that idea? And thank God he did. But um, I would love to pick his brain and, you know, find out about, you know, what made him, what made him go there and, and think of that. So I'd love to have dinner with him and, you know, just some seafood and, and the doctor to pick his brain. That's it. I love it. That's a really interesting one. I think that would, that would be, you, you could publish your findings and let the rest, yes. of, let the rest exactly. of them. Yeah. Like what made you, yeah. What made you think of that? So, um, yeah, I'm so thankful that he did. Every time I look at my son, I'm very thankful, but, um, it'd yeah. be very interesting. It would, I say, as I'm sure a lot of others in, in the world would be extremely thankful too, that they, they have people close to them still here because of, because of what he did. So that is a fantastic choice too. And then Nora, I mean, I was hoping you might say your choice would be me next, next month at Ask Chicago. Yes. Yes. Chicago pizza well, that one is definitely doable. Yes. We are going to do that. We'll the Friday night of ASCO, we're going to go out to dinner somewhere. We're going to so if you're yeah. going to ASCO and you'd like to join us, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going, but I always want to join you. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us on the podcast today. And thank you for everything you're doing um, just to elevate the role of the technician. And thank you for all the amazing work that you do for patients as well. Thank you. Thank you, Ginger. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Nora, Janine, and Taryn. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on encoda.org. That's encoda.org. Don't forget to follow along. You can also follow us on Instagram at the PQI Podcast. We hope you tune in next week for another edition of the PQI Podcast. Thanks, everybody.